Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here. I'm with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Hi, Rob. How are you? Um, Let me announce it a little bit. How are you? I'm present and accounted for. <laughs> this is episode 29 of the Rumor Has It podcast. If you've uh, been following along the other 28 episodes, I can't believe we've done 29 of these now, which I is know. terrific. And the last handful, last 10 or so have been probably our best episodes yet because we yeah. changed our format and we started doing some interviews of some local folks who have some amazing things that they're doing and some amazing things to say. And this episode is certainly uh, at the top like the others. We are certainly happy to have Miss Sylvia Chess here with us. Hi, Sylvia. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on, let's see if I can get it right. Yeah. Did we get the... There you go. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, darling. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Sylvia. It's probably been a couple of years ago. It's been several years ago now when you first uh, opened up uh, your business there on, mm-hmm. on Main Street. I'll just talk about it. I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, but we've gotten to know each other a little bit better over the last year or so, and uh, really appreciate what you've done for Fairborn and looking forward to having this uh, really good conversation with you today. I'm excited. Thanks so, for having me. So who is Sylvia Chess? Let's let's start there. Where, what's, let's start at this. Let's start young. What's your background? I know you're not from Fairborn. No, I'm not. Uh, but let's talk about kind of your background and uh, let's get up to the kind of the early years of Sylvia. Okay. Uh, let me first say this. Um, who is Sylvia Chess? And um, Sylvia Chess is what she need to be at the time that she need to be it. That's who Sylvia Chess is. Right. So um, with that being said, um, I was, um, we're from uh, Louisiana and Texas. Okay. So uh, my grandmother was born in Minden, Texas. And uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, they raised me. Um, from um, a baby. I was born in a house um, and uh, we was uh, we moved to um, East Texas. And so uh, in East Texas, we lived in Longview, Texas, in okay. East Texas, uh, at 117 Harlem Avenue. I never forget mm-hmm. our address and no shotgun house there. And my grandmother um, uh, taught me about being a community advocate when I was young. Both my grandmother and grandfather, they uh, they were entrepreneurs, Great. They were, and they owned a cafe, they owned a beauty shop, they owned a trucking company, they owned um, property, they owned a house next door to us, and so they had you no know, they this into real estate, right. um, and and all community people kind of live behind each other and things like that. And at the time, I did not know that um, those people actually worked for the people in the mansions up on the hill. Okay. Uh, but we was a community. Right. So my job as a kid, when I was a kid, I, my job was to make sure all the older people in our community was taken care of. So whether it was going to scrub their floor, wash their clothes, change their bed sheets, or either just take care of them while they were sick until they died. That's what I did. Wow. It was a heavy it wasn't even the burden. It was I enjoyed it. I right. really did. Uh give you an example. My grandmother sent me once to take care of a, a cleaning lady's house uh, up the street from us. And I went up there and got a bucket and I scrubbed out her floors and everything and cleaned her house up. And she gave me a bucket of um, bacon grease. Okay. Ooh, okay. And so, and a quarter. That's what she gave me. I was so excited. <laughs> and so people say, bacon grease. Why? I mean, you know, because my grandfather, whenever he killed a hog, the whole community ate. Okay. So the payback was, okay, we're going to give you some bacon grease to so, because we use this for cooking. 
right. for our Southern food. So, because uh, they knew we had a cafe. So she would give me bacon grease and a quarter, and I'd take it home, and man, I would run around the corner to Miss Dumpf's store and get me some cookies, two cookies for a penny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get me some cookies and some candy and run back to the house and everything. But I, I was always taught to take care of people. We never put people in nursing homes where I'm from. We Nobody never went hungry in my community. Wow. No, I, I, I don't care if a person was drunk, falling out drunk, if he was on drugs, if he was coming down the street, we always ask the question, are you hungry? And we'll make sure they, they ate all the time. We didn't have no cameras. Right. We didn't show what we was doing. We didn't do any of those things. It's just that our community was very, we, was, we had a tight-knit community. And that's how I was raised. I was raised in helping people. And then it came a time where I had to take care of my grandmother and grandfather. And so I quit school at 16 years old. Wow. And um, my grandfather couldn't even sleep at nighttime. He was hurting so bad. But he was a World War II veteran. He was a sh- uh, the, the chief chef of a segregated ship. Wow. You know? Wow. And so uh, he was in the Navy. And he taught me how to cook everything. So I was always in the kitchen because he was the only cook. He was the cook of the house. And I was in the kitchen and he would always teach me how to cook everything. I helped him kill the hogs. You know, I helped, you know, pull the stomach out of, you know, and clean the chitlins right. and just the whole nine yards mm. and um, the peas. I would pick peas out in the pea field and because you know, we had peas called purple hole peas, pickle peas, cream crowders, things like that down right. there. Um, whatever I found my hands to do, my grandmother would always tell me, just do it, you know. And so when I get out of the pea field, when I get from helping my grandfather tear houses down and pulling out nails out of the planks and things like that, I go home, my grandmother put a dress on me. <laughs> 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 you know? And um, she would teach me how to be a lady. And wow. so I have other siblings um, and my mom. Uh, so she, uh, my mother... Um, so sometimes we blame our parents when they don't take um, care of us. But my mom couldn't take care of me. And I had to learn that later that um, my dad wasn't so pleasant at times. And um, she was very young. She started having children when she was 13 years old. Wow. And so uh, she had me when she was like 17 years old. And then she my brother. So I'm the baby girl okay. of the family. So she couldn't take care of me. And so, but she would come by every once in a while and stuff like that. Um, and I love her to death. And I, I tell anybody out there, if you have parents that did not raise you, you have to look back in the history and find out why, you know? So, yeah, um, that's where I got my, um, I guess my learned behavior of community involvement. Right. And I also believe that uh, I am a born leader a born community person. I think that it was in me from birth to be the way I am now. Wow. Wow. That's a great story. (laughs) I've never heard that. So I appreciate you sharing that. That's a very powerful story too. I mean, that's says a lot about you now that I know you a little bit better than I did. So that's very interesting. So how did you come to Fairborn, Ohio? Wow. Uh, I, um, when, um, I was 16, well, I got, I left, uh, that area when I was very young and went to Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I started working for Budweiser and uh, they told me I couldn't be a driver, a, a you know, truck driver because I was a female. Right. And so I said, what? They told me to my face to, I, that I could not, right. but I can unload the beer in 114 degree weather 
every day, all day long, <laughs> seven days a week. Of course. And take it into the store and stock the shelves, but I could not drive the truck. So the the, the truck driver and myself, we sh- we showed each other check and say, Sylvia, this is what I make, you know. And I said, so we're doing the same job. My little check is three hundred something dollars, and your check is fifteen hundred dollars. Doesn't make sense to me, right? He said, "Well, tell them that you want to be a truck driver." He said, "I train you." So while we was out, they didn't know it. He was training me, hmm. and so when I told them I wanted to be a truck driver, um, they said, "You can be a truck driver." So I went to EEOC and told them what they said. Did an investigation and found that they never hired a female. So oh. um, the next day when I got back in, they found when they you know if learned that all this was going on, they said, "Okay, we will send you down to DMV to take your test." But they didn't know that I had been trained. Trained, right. <laughs> so I passed the test. <laughs> and I became a truck driver. And so uh, from there, let's fast forward to how I got here. In the industry, I went to, uh, I didn't start going to college until I turned 44 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I started my educational journey then. And so um, I worked as a uh, driver development specialist uh, for a trucking company. Hmm. And they wanted to transfer me to Ohio. And so my husband family moved here in Fairborn in 1976. Okay. And so um, my husband's like, you want, you want to go where? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in high school when they moved here. And so um, I said, my job is transferring. You said you want to retire in Ohio. This is a great way for them to pay for it. Right. To, to move, yeah. And so we thought about it and we pondered on it. And he said, okay, we'll go. I said, Fairborn probably didn't, you know, change a little bit. I said, you know, I said, as if, as if it hasn't changed, let's do what we always do in every community. Let's be the change. Hmm. Wow. So um, I came and I started working over in Springfield. And um, I was watching the students that was coming in. And I saw where nobody was being patient with them. Nobody was teaching them the right thing about trucking. And I took trucking very personal because I'd driven over three decades of trucking with no tickets, no accidents, always compliant, you know, um, and these people coming in was so ignorant. And I said, you're going to lose your license before you even get started good because the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration don't play. The Department of Transportation don't play with stuff like that. So you have to have knowledge before you get behind that wheel. And I saw where it was a problem. And so, uh, but that's how I got here. Uh, they transferred me here, and hmm. voila, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a that's not a unique story. I, I know there's a lot of folks who were in the military, mm-hmm. uh, like your husband, who finished their career in the Dayton region, either because they're from here or at some point were stationed here, mm-hmm. and really fell in love with the Dayton, this region. Yes, uh, in particular. So uh, you come back, and then you've you're in Fairborn, Ohio, <laughs> and. <laughs> And I think you kind of do what you always do. You, you the entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. kicked in, and uh, you all bought a building. <laughs> yeah, we did because um, I was seeing these these trends um, uh, at my job. I told my my, my, my company um, my supervisor, I said, you know, I really want to do something different. I want to open my own school so that when they get to you, they're not like in this condition, you know. So. Um, I always was uh, taught to, whenever you find a problem, if you can fix it, fix it. So I decided to go and start the journey of opening my own CDL school. Wow. So Ohio standards are really high when it comes down to being a licensed instructor. So they told me I had to go actually work 
for a school and they have to license me uh, and I'll be on probation for six months before I become a full-fledged licensed instructor. And I have to always have my, my uh, license attached to somebody's school in order to keep them. Wow. Um, yes. Oh, gosh. So the only company that would hire me was a company out of Columbus. So I had to drive from here to Columbus every single day. Wow. And oh back home. And uh, I had to actually end up quitting my job because they wouldn't hire me just for weekends. And oh. so they and they failed to actually submit paperwork to the state the first three months. Wow. So that means that I was not on probation for three months. Oh my gosh. So then finally they submitted it. And when they did, I asked for a transfer. And so you, in order to get a transfer to a different school while you're on probation, it has to be unusual circumstances. So the right to state and said my big toe hurts. you know and so um they transferred me to ohio business college and i finished out my uh, probation there and then i went just weekends uh for them and um yeah that's uh that's how i became licensed uh during that process and i'll tell you about it later you probably asked the question um i um i told my husband i start leasing a space at 440 west main it's one little space. Yep. Now sitting there, I said, "Okay, I'm a playwright. Um, I'm a photographer. I'm a teacher. I do all these great things. I do a lot of things. This room is not big enough right. for right. all the stuff that I really want to do and the things that I want to commit to here in Fairborn. I want to be a team player, and this room is too small for my." my my uh <laughs> my vision and so i asked the owner can i buy the building and he's with <laughs> sylvia oh he's our own five i said can we just have all five of them you know <laughs> so he said yeah because his partner wanted out and right. um i said okay so we started the process and we bought the building wow i'm trying to unpack some of that to, <laughs> yeah. to, to find a meaningful question in there that's such a great story i think so you it one of the things that you do is is you have Extra Pro Dev, which is the truck driving school. Yeah, the name Extra Pro Dev is Extra Professional Development. Okay. Because the first class I was going to start was a professional development class. So instead of changing all of that, I kept it. Okay. Because to me, everything that we do is extra professional development. And you have a very unique program that you're starting to market in other states. Yes where you actually help people get a leg up where maybe they have a disadvantage. Can you explain a little bit about what that program is and how that's starting to take off? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Um, well, um, there was a couple of students from Harvard University. They called me and asked me, say, hey, we've heard so much about you and we would like for you to partner with us to help incarcerated individuals get their CDL. One young man, both of them were still in college, and uh, one guy was studying to be a software developer. The other one was an attorney. No, studying to be an attorney. Right. And so I said, well, sure. I said, but I'm not going to charge you guys anything because I know you're broke. I mean, you're, you're in college. Right. You're broke. Especially at Harvard. <laughs> you're That's right. Cheap, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, didn't, I didn't really charge him anything. Um, um, so if I, they did give me anything, it was just something really small as a compliment, basically. 
and I started writing their their program form, their their, their, their uh, curriculum, and I actually was the face of that program to. And I saw all the videos and everything's my face sitting right. there. And I did all the videos myself. I did all the editing, just everything myself. And it went over so well to where they ended up in Forbes. And we ended up in truck paper, one of the largest truck, truck and news uh, uh, magazines uh, in America. Wow. So um, that went over so well to where we ended up contracting with the Department of Federal Bureau in prisons also um, in California. So now we're fi- finishing up the cohort for that uh, in California um, uh, for San Diego. Wow. And uh, what it does, uh, the, the program goes, we get them uh, their CLP, which is the Commercial Learners Permit. You have to have that before you go to school. If you don't have a commercial learner's permit, you cannot get in a truck with a CDL holder. So, because we can lose our license. Um, just like a regular car. You sure. cannot train somebody to drive a car without a learner's permit. Right. right. So, after we get that for them, we partner with schools and place them in a school. The organization actually pays for their school and also pay for some bunkers for those who get out and have nowhere to go. Wow. Um, after that is done, we partner with businesses that will hire them to drive for them. And so it went over so well now we're in California. And so what I'm going to do uh, for Fairborn is to, uh, we, we are becoming a nonprofit organization where we are also going to be mimic, not mimicking it, but kind of just following that same kind of model, but adding more pieces to it. Wow. And where the student will be well-rounded when they leave in so many different aspects of transportation. Because transportation is so broad, right. you know, international uh, uh, trading and things like that. International, uh, also the um, just local, globally. Right. You know, you can do so much with transportation and hazmat and so forth and so on. And we want to be able to bring those programs in where these students will be well-rounded when they leave, especially in finance and budgeting. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of in a great spot for that because logistically, in terms of where we're located in the country, mm-hmm. we are a logistics hub here. We have a lot of yes. trucking companies that are based out of here, Dayton Freight, RNL Carriers. There's a bunch of, and I'm forgetting several, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. there's a need for that, right? And mm-hmm. I think the shortage is is well known in that industry. Um, out of curiosity, how many cohorts have you had in this program? Uh, so, how many students have gone through your your training so far? <laughs> oh gosh, well. To date, I have probably have graduated over with the cohort and also the other, uh, probably over a thousand students, wow. maybe. Hmm. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I did have some experiences. Um, I did go work at Clark State part-time, and that ended in a way where it was not so pleasant. Um, I uh, When you're dealing with the, the hierarchies of transportation, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of backlash at times when people's jobs are threatened. They're intimidated by you. And a lot of them are very intimidated by me. And so you end up having to try to do the same thing I did when I was at Budweiser. You know, um, hey, you're not going to treat me that way. I'm a female. I know this, but I know my job. Right. There is a reason why I'm where I am. And I, I'm, I'm proud of that, but I'm not proud of it for to be uppity or think I'm better than anyone else. I'm proud of it because now I have an opportunity to share all the great things that I've experienced in my life with other people so they can be sustainable for themselves and their families. Uh, Fantastic. So on top of, so you've got the trucking 
component. Yes. Um, that wasn't enough for Sylvia. And I, <laughs> there was, I need to tell just a quick story before I let you go on. Uh, and you've demonstrated this already in what you've already said. Uh, we happened to be at a, I believe the ribbon cutting for the boutique that we're going to talk about in a second. And uh, somebody asked your husband to, if because you got up and made some very nice comments and they asked your husband if he wanted to say anything. And he said, she said it all. I don't have anything else to say. And we went about our business. I went up to him afterwards and I said, there's one thing I would have said if I were you, that if you want something done, just tell Sylvia she can't do it. <laughs> and, and she'll make sure that it gets done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just seems to be the the motto that I've, from what I know of you, and granted we've not been long friends, mm-hmm. but just in what I've seen, all somebody has to say to, to Sylvia Chess is, I don't think you can do that, Sylvia. And it gets done. Absolutely. Uh, it's just that can do and you're going to, and maybe it's just wanting to prove someone wrong that they said you can't do it. Uh, but, you know, you've got a knack of just pushing through. My question is to people who, who say things like that to me is why not? Yeah. Right. Tell me why I cannot do it and tell me that if it, if it, if it needs to be done, what do we need to do to get it done? Right. That, 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 that's, that's the question I asked because you're telling me that we can't do it because you think it can't be done. Right. Most of the time that's what happens is people tell you you can't do it because it can't be done. I mean, we tried this and we tried that and we tried, you know. So if you know that piece part, if you know that part, what will it take? Right. And how can we do it? Who can we partner with? You know, right. Who knows? When you start answering questions, of course, that's, that's the first thing of strategic planning. Right. When you start strategic, strategically planning, then you start asking questions. Right. And once the questions start getting answered, you find solutions. Right. And that's the mentality that I take when I go into anything, you know. And a lot of people just quit because it seems hard. Like, yeah. you know, we don't like to do hard things a lot of times. We want to just say, well, it can't be done. Well, the thing is about that, when people don't like things that's hard, they don't want to grow. Right. You cannot grow if you don't. You cannot plant a seed and expect for it in hard ground, you know, and expect for it to grow without water. Right. No, you have got to be able to accept the hard things as well as the soft things. Soft things don't grow you up. Hard things grow you up. Right. And most people don't want nothing hard. Uh, kind of like um, when someone tell you something and they don't want to back up their claim because, but they just tell you and they have no proof. Right. But they don't want to find the proof. Well, let's find the proof. Right. Let's do it the right way. Let's ask questions. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I did do um, a little of law school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware of that, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But one of the things I learned when I was there was how to teach uh, using the Socratic method. And so when I teach in my classrooms, even in the trucking classrooms, if I'm teaching in my Latin class or whatever class I'm teaching or whatever lesson I'm trying to learn somebody, uh, teach somebody, I, I ask questions over and over and over and over and over again until you get it. Right. And I believe in heavy coaching. Yeah. You know, coach over and over again. Say it as many times you have to. I don't care if you said it three times. Say it again. To make the individual understand. Right. What need to be done? Great. So 
let's talk about the other things that you've put into this. You have this building now that is, uh, <laughs> your room wasn't big enough for all you wanted to do, so you bought the building. And now you have to fill the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, one of the first things you did was you opened up a little, a bo- I won't say a little, you opened up a boutique. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about the boutique that you opened and what was the thought behind it? Why did you decide to do that? And what's what's it been like so far? Well, um, first I have to say that Fairborn is one of the greatest towns I've lived in. Fairborn has been so good to me. They really have. Um, my alma mater, one of them, <laughs> um, president, told me one day, he said, Sylvia, you're, you're, you're good at a lot of things, but what are you great at? I said, I'm great at working with people. I love people. Right. And the people here in Fairborn has been fantastic. Let me say that first. Yeah. The thought process behind African Utopia Boutique um, was um, not having anywhere to go to get uh, African-American clothing or either African clothing uh, here right. in our town. Right. So I was like, okay, uh, Black History Month is coming up. Martin Luther King birthday is coming up. And so where do I go get these prints and stuff and everything? So we got to go Cincinnati or Columbus. What? <laughs> That's what I said. So what? I got to go way there to get something I want. And so I said, wow. Okay. So I did my research, and I found that there was a little place, little pockets over in Dayton that you can go get, you know, something here and there. And I said, hmm, I think I just opened up an African Utopia Boutique right here in Fairborn. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, people enjoy it and they like it. I did not know it was a big deal. I had no idea. So I opened it up. I did my research, and I I started actually planning it last year. So when I would travel, do my hot shots and stuff, I would go to different African stores and find mm-hmm. African, my friends and stuff. They would go to Ghana and all these different places and stuff, yeah. and they would bring me things. So I started building my supply up before I even opened the store up. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of like, my inventory was being built last year. Okay. So uh, eventually, <laughs> so eventually um, I opened the store, and um, I'm happy I did because the store is not for just black people it's not for just um, people of color it's for anybody because it's a community right so I opened the store up for the community not just for myself and it's it's a place where it's, I'll say it's very welcoming when you walk in it's mm-hmm. a um, if you anybody that's listening to this wants to go have a cup of tea mm-hmm. uh, it's a good place to go get a cup of tea and just have a conversation. Yes, and you'd be happy to know that I have new Victorian furniture now. Oh, oh, oh perfect! I've I not did. been in a couple of weeks, so I need to come see that. But yeah, um, so you you did this with a an eye to just do a make it a community space, a space where mm-hmm. the community is welcome. Uh, the one thing I've said about Fairborn is we take care of each other here, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really unique. I've not witnessed this in any other community I've ever been in, and I've been in several. Uh, just we will give somebody a dollar if we have two, mm-hmm. right? We don't necessarily have to be wealthy to prov- to help provide others. Right. We just give because it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and we really support each other that way. I agree with you. I think it's it's really unique uh, in my experience. Um, so you open you open the boutique, mm-hmm. um, and then that sort of then you thought, well, I need. You know, this is an entrepreneurial space. Um, let's open it up for some entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got a few other folks who've you've 
given some space to you. You want to talk about some of those folks that have uh, co-located with you there? Of course. Uh, when I first purchased the building, there was a lady there that had a CNA school. Uh, unfortunately, she never she had been there for a whole year, and she never had a student. Mm-hmm. So I actually partnered with some of my friends and called some of my friends over at Catholic Charities to get her some students and refugees. And so, unfortunately, uh, that didn't she didn't really do well with that. But it's right. okay, we did it. My goal was to always help small businesses, right? Build, you know, like uh, I said, you have a great product here. You know, whether whether it's a school, whether it's a boutique, or whatever it is, you have a great product that would be great in Fairborn. Right. Come on, let's do this. And so um, while I was in college, I actually um, did some work at a major mall in Dallas. So I was a junior leasing agent. And so I used to go out and do a lot of scouting sure. for people to come into our mall. And so that's what I started doing. I started going out scouting for people to come over here to downtown. <laughs> You know, to find people from other places. Say, hey, you need to open right. up a second spot right there downtown on Main Street. We're really growing in Fairborn, you know. So with the Yellow Springs over there, I got the T-shirt guy. Come over here, come over right. here, you know. <laughs> and so I'm still talking with him right now, trying to get him to come over here, you know. Sure. And so I, I begin to scout and look for people that will help make our town better as well, and help it grow and be the mega, the be the. We want, we want to be. This is what Fairborn need to be. We need to be the model for all small towns in Ohio. Right. And I know that we can do that. Agreed. And it's going to take a team effort. So small businesses need to rise up and say, you know what? We're going over the Fairborn and we're going to do this. We're going to build. We're going to grow. We're going to grow downtown. We're going to grow the other areas. We're going to do this and we're going to do it without reservation. Right. Mm You know, we're not going to, we're just going to do it because we have a great product and with a little help, we can do that. So if someone need to help me, for me to help them with a business plan, with their, um, just ideas on how they should do it. And I have done that. I have people come in there. I said, I give them homework. Right. <laughs> I said, when you finish this homework, you bring it back to me and then we can talk. But until you finish this homework, we can't talk. Right. I need serious people that really want to go forward. If you're not serious, if you're just playing around, just wait to another day when you think you're ready. Right. And and what you're doing dovetails really well with what we're trying to do at Spark mm-hmm. uh, with the entrepreneurial, yes. with the food entrepreneurs there trying to do kitchen-based yes. uh, businesses. And it's been a nice uh, a nice synergy between the folks at Spark and what you're doing with mm-hmm. your uh, 400 block there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really been, I think, synergistic. I think you've helped each other quite a bit mm-hmm. and just the... The cross marketing, if nothing else, has been very positive. I think for that part of downtown. I believe that. So you've got uh, a few other folks in there with you. I know there's a lady who does uh, uh, Sandra Bowden. Uh, yes. Others by Emmy. Uh, yes. A Fairborn person, Fairborn uh, raised is lives in Fairborn and has been working from her house mm-hmm. and finally <laughs> uh, with your help was able to get a storefront yes I partnered with her because I part I like partnering with people yeah um, I partner with it's all things Fairborn for me right so when I like even for the new cohort that we're doing for San Diego I hired Fairborn wow. so uh, those those you know, you know who David and is. Oh, yeah. yeah David and Mo they they I hired them I, all things Fairborn for me so right. when I hire people they're here so uh, I partnered with Emmy to do the fashion show. Right. And so uh, I also got the Neighborhood Nest involved. You know, uh, I got Erin uh, involved with her paintings, you know. And so I pull in businesses 
to partner with so that everybody can know who we are. Right. So when people showed up to the event, okay, well, you got Neighborhood Nestor. Oh, we didn't know they was downtown. Or you got this person there. Oh, we didn't know they was here. Then we have the, the event center supporting right. them. We didn't know that was here. Now we're supporting an organization, All Things Autism. You know, right. I mean, we, we're, we're doing all that. So that's how we come together. Right. And that's how we build. And that's how I met her. Well, I met her before then. That's how we came together. And I told her, I said, you know, you shouldn't be in your house. <laughs> come down here with me. And right. this, is, this is what I'm going to do. And I told her what I was going to do. And she was like, you going to do it for me? I said, yes. I said, I don't want to. I don't want to overtax you right? because starting up is very hard. Sure. It can be very challenging, especially when you don't have a million dollars. And I understand that. And yeah, if I have a dollar, I'll give you a dollar. But it's a lot of times if I have $2, I'll give you my $2. Right. If it'll make it better for you. Right. Because I've lived a long time. Now it's time for me to give back to my community. That's what living is all about. When we're young, we're growing up, we learn all these different things, we make mistakes, we, we grow up from that, we get, and we get to this age now that I am now, which I'm almost 56 years old. And now, all those experiences I need to take and say, here, right. <laughs> here you go. Right. Okay? I'm not trying to be a millionaire. I can care less about that. You can right. give me a shack, just a, just a two-room shack with a cup of coffee and a flower, on the table and I can look out the window at the birds. I'm just as happy as I want to be <laughs> because we have forgot the gift of giving right. at a certain age. When people get to the age I am, we're considered as elders. Our job, even if you're going to say, oh, well, the Bible say this or this other say thing say that, they have always put the responsibility on the elders. It's to make our community right. And if you don't understand what you you fear, try to understand it. Right. Get to know the person. Go have a cup of tea with them. Right. <laughs> you know? And let's talk about it. And let's have a conversation. Yes. So you've created some amazing energy on the western side, west end of downtown, which west side. I think has been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a new sign. This is a new That's sign. Right. It's a heart with... The fingers going oh, up perfect. like this here. I need to teach like, my son that. This is our perfect. this is our new sign for the west side of downtown west, right west here. Side. Yeah, it's the two fingers right here. The two <laughs> fingers, these in, and then you have the heart. Oh, perfect. That man, we love everybody, and we're going up. Right. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> and and I think one of the things that uh, we've always had a a good a mix of businesses downtown. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's been. Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, I think a lot of times there hasn't been necessarily the energy on the uh, sort of the western end right. of downtown as there has been on the eastern end. Right. Um, it's designed differently. It doesn't have the in, the parking in the middle of the street. It's it's more, you know, it's more traditional downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with what you're doing, you've really started to center, energize that part of downtown. Um, and really the the truth of it is it's a lot of, a lot of minority businesses have mm-hmm. chosen to start up downtown. Nice which has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being in Fairborn and being so close to Wright Patterson Air Force mm-hmm. Base, we're a multicultural community, whether yes. we want to admit that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really good to see, you know, another culture come in and, and start to build their businesses. And it's, it's really added some life to downtown when we could always use more. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I appreciate my culture and I appreciate all cultures. Right. 
I love ACDC. (laughs) I am a ACDC (laughs) fan, black and black. Come on here. You know, I love Hank Williams Jr. You know, (laughs) know? I'm a country and Western person. I love country and Western music. When I was a kid, I used to sit in my room and our little AM radio, you know, uh, it was, it played all kinds of music. So that's all I had to listen to. And so I learned to appreciate all music. Sure. And so um, it's, it's crazy that, that, so it doesn't matter who you are. You know, I'm going right. to love you. I have so much love in my heart for everybody. You know, I mean, even if a person get mean with me and get nasty with me, you know what? I still love them. And and it's okay because I'm looking at what's going on with you rather than what you're saying. Because sure. when people think it's okay to attack you for no reason at all, I'll be like, what is really going on with the individual? Because they have no reason to do it. But they feel as though they do. Right. You know, and it could be learned behavior or it could be just not understanding what they don't know and they fear it. And right. I welcome everybody to come to my shop and sit down and talk to me so you won't fear it anymore. And the interesting thing is, you know, culture aside, um, the majority of these businesses are Fairborn people yes. that are investing in Fairborn. Yep. All uh, things Fairborn. White, black, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. These folks are grew up here. Uh, went to high school here or married somebody that's from here, moved back here. And now they're taking that investment and putting it into their hometown, which is tremendous. I mean, that's yeah, really you made about. an interesting point because most people in towns that they think is dying or something, you know, right. they leave and never come back. Right. The kids graduate, they go to college, they leave, they never come back and put back into their community. What I love about Fairborn and Fairborn residents is that you have a vested interest because right. you live here and you work here. Right. People that come in from the outside don't have a vested interest. That means they're going to charge you God knows how much money sometimes, you know, <laughs> right. just right. to, you know, for whatever services they're trying to give you. And I'm not saying nothing's, nothing's wrong with that because Starbucks come, I'm definitely going to Starbucks. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Let's just be real here. Let's just like, be real right, here, right. you know. But people <laughs> who actually live and work here, they have a vested interest. That's why when you walk in their shop, you can talk to the owner that's right there. Right. Now, when you go into Mr. Ford's shop, he's right there. That's right. I mean, I go in there and talk to him all the time. Hey, what, what's going on, you know? Right. And he's my best buddy, too. Right. And so uh, I have made it a point, and we was going to have the 100 Women in Hats, but I counsel it. I want to put it in October, where it's cool, where we can right. put our hats on, and we can frequent every business downtown, you know? And I even want all the small businesses that's outside of downtown to line up downtown with their businesses, with with boots, with with chairs, with their the right. tents and everything else, and we the one hundred women in hats, we just go straight downtown and we frequent every business down there to support small businesses. I am so for small businesses. I love small businesses, right. and I even want I need somebody to bring one of those little carts with the ice cream in it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. And the horses with the carriage, yeah, yeah. you know, the beer thing, the bicycle beer thing. Did you, what do <laughs> right. you call that thing? Uh, the paddle wagon. It's like a paddle, it's a paddle wagon. wagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That'd be great to have down wagon, there. Yeah. There's so many things we can do you yeah. know, to make it fun and enjoyable and people enjoy coming downtown. Right. Yeah. And you made a good point, Sylvia. I think one of the things you've done individually uh, is you you go to all the small businesses down there and, and purchase things and set up a, just have a conversation with the owner because- it's good to know the folks that you're mm-hmm. working with because we all have the same goal, mm-hmm. right? It's all, all should be playing off the same playbook uh, to do the same thing. Um, 
what challenges have you faced? And I'll, you know, I'll put that out there for you. What, what's one of the challenges that you face so far in setting up your business or operating okay. your business? What, what's one thing that you've, uh, you've <laughs> noticed that's been a challenge for you? That's a good question because I don't, I don't, I don't think that I really had a, this real, nothing I can handle. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to say that. I think that's a good, I mean, that's a testament to, as, that's as good a testimony as anything, right? I think it's. And let me say this. I, I guess it's because that the challenges I do have to me is a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. That if sure. I have a challenge, let me go research. Let me go find out what's going on here. Let me find out what I can do to get it done. Right. So I'm a get it done person. I'm a person that if, if that challenge present me, it look like a brick wall to some people. To me, it's a piece of paper. Right. We're going to break through this. We're, we're, we're not going to be knocking down a whole lot of walls. I'm right. going to call some people who do know the answer and we're going to get it done. And so that's the, pretty much the only thing I, I really have not, I've been blessed. Not because I, well, when I was in Fort Worth, I was a community builder. So I did a lot there. And I, I, I think most of my challenges came from there where that I learned how to be who I am. Sure. Because I had, I faced quite a bit cause I was a leader in so many areas. I was doing this, doing that, you know, uh, I worked really heavy in the American Legion uh, I was a national representative for the American Legion. Um, I worked really hard. We um, three months time, we became number one in the nation. Wow! In membership, hmm. you know, I had forty youth in my my membership. Uh, we we clean up yards and everything for uh, disabled vets. Um, I worked real hard for our veterans. I love my veterans. Um, we did a lot. Me and my husband. My husband was a commander for three years, and I was a president for three years. Wow. And so we work day and night. I mean, publicizing, putting out publication, building the websites, doing this, doing that, boy state, girl states, just a whole nine yards. We, we work day and night in that program. And I'm glad we did because um, I think that we did leave some things behind that uh, we passed a baton that was pretty heavy. Sure. But we got people just carrying on the legacy. Great. And so when I came here, I brought all that experience with me. Wow. So when I face these hard obstacles or I face people who think they're obstacles, right? You know, I know how to deal with it. I think one of the things that, yeah, I actually have something now. It's just <laughs> taken me the you right. know, 42 minutes to <laughs> let it <laughs> roll in my brain. I think one of the things that I have appreciated just kind of watching you is, is this, this hasn't been a quick process for you. No. And, you know, so many times when you hear about entrepreneurs and, and people starting, you know, something new, it's, it's a quick thing. And then it just kind of fades away. It fades away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from you, you know, kind of purchasing the, the building and starting, I mean, this has kind of been a very slow yes, growing yes. thing and which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that I think is a testament to how successful this has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I am just, I sit back in awe and watch just how amazing it is that you are helping to change the cultural landscape of not only downtown, but like our, our community. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when home cooked vibes had their yes like opening 
their soft opening and I crossed the street and I was standing in line and again, Fairborn is a fairly white community mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and there was not a white person near me. I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, this is fantastic. I, I don't know that I could have said that a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, and I, I attribute that to a lot of the work that you've done. And I know it's not all you, but it's a good portion of the work that you've been doing for the past couple of years. And you need to be commended for that. I mean, that's kudos to you. Um, thank you. I'm humbly grateful for that. Um, they asked me a question about um, um, how do I feel about this thing that uh, was done. And I told them it's hard for me to talk about myself. It really is. Um, it's very challenging without saying we. Right. Sure. It, it's, it's very challenging for me. I've been this way all my life. All my life. My grandmother, I, like I said, I think I was born this way, basically. I think that it was predestined for me to be in the position I was in with my grandmother and my grandfather. I think that the things that I had to go through in life, um, I was always taught to be tough. My grandfather used to hit on me, real, just beat, you know, make me tough. And um, I, um, I've i done so much. I, I uh, My husband has been a great supporter of me. I, I, I mean, if it had not been for him in a lot of ways, I probably couldn't do some of the things that I'm doing right now. I probably get them done, but he has been a great support and resource for me. Sure, he sure. really has been financially. I mean, uh, just bouncing ideas off of him. You know, he's a very smart man, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate him. And then my children, I call them every once in a while and get bounce ideas. We all entrepreneurs. <laughs> My children can't help but be. I put them in yep. entrepreneurship when they was nine, right? <laughs> and so they um, they are very supportive, um, and they're building. As a matter of fact, I was talking to one this morning. He got a new contract with the city of Fort Worth uh, for his business and stuff like that. So he he's just like me. Both of them right. are. And so um, um, keep the legacy going. I have right. five grandchildren. Well, almost five. Wow. I have four girls and one boy on the way. Okay. And I love them all. And um, the legacy and the the baton that we're passing, we pass it to our future generations. And so a lot of the, um, like a lot of white kids come to my store. They do. I have one that come visit me all the time. He loved me. (laughs) Right. And uh, we have tea together. You know, Mm -hmm. my autistic kids come in and have tea with me. You know, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your background is. It doesn't matter. The number one priority and number one responsibility of citizens of Fairborn is to love and respect each other. Absolutely. And that's what Absolutely. we're going to do. And that's no, you're, we're going to do that. Yeah. Period. Right. There's no, there's nothing else. Non-negotiable. And, right. And if you have a problem with that, we you know figure out how we can help you get beyond whatever your biases are, whatever your um, insecurities are. And just ask questions, you know, um, a lot of times when you live in areas where it's predominantly white, they don't know much about African-American people. Right. And they only hear the stories, the um, the, the really uh, degrading pictures that you see uh, from way back when, yeah. you know, right. and that's what they believe. And um, so the best thing to do right now, if you if you that person is to. Go and talk to somebody that you think you can talk to. And, and I've had a lot of people in my, my store 
that came and sat and had conversations about this very thing. And we had great conversations. It's been great. Yeah. That's a great way to end this part. I want to have some fun with you, though, before we <laughs> stop talking, because uh, if you don't follow Sylvia on social media, you're a great follow on Facebook. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about you're you're an actress as well. It's yes. One of the many things that you do is you're an actress. <laughs> yes, I am. So if you followed her on Facebook, you do a pretty good impression of uh, a character from a TV show that's no longer on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to ruin the the joke, but <laughs> talk a little bit about that and what you know. Is that just a fun thing for you to do? Is it just something that you're just picked up over time? Oh, talk about it, please. Um, I started acting uh, when I was attending Southern University in Louisiana. Uh, I've always been a person who liked to write. I yeah. love to write. I, I've written. As a matter of fact, I have a book coming out. I have a new book coming wow. out. It's a five part series, um, and so I, I, I could mimic almost anybody. It's like it's crazy. So, uh, on, well, the, the TV show you're talking about, right. um, I uh, people say I look like her when I do it, you know, because <laughs> I can literally almost look like anybody, I, any character that I decide I want to look like. I can right. fix myself up to where I can look like those people and actually mimic <laughs> those people. And I don't know where I got that gift from, um, but like. Like I play guitar, I play cello. Um, I was in the Long Beach Symphony Orchestra, right. um, so I do all these things and everything. So I take them all and I put them into acting. And I have written over thirty stage productions. Really? You no. Know, and all of my productions, the monies go to an organization to support other, other organizations. I never receive a penny of it. So it's just something I enjoy doing. So what's yeah. the question? What, what you got going so, on? Here? No, I, I'm just I'm pointing out. Just, it's a fun follow. If you ever. <laughs> if you're looking for somebody to follow and can follow Sylvia, if you accept a friend request, it's really, it's entertaining. It really is. Yeah, it's on TikTok. Okay. I'm on TikTok. So I'm on, I am a TikTok. I love TikTok. I'm telling you. I, right. And you ought to see, I'm a black Lucy, you know, on TikTok. I okay. am <laughs> Lucy Ball. And that's what somebody said when they did the comments. Oh my God, a black Lucy. <laughs> I literally went to Foy's and bought the Lucille Ball outfit. Oh, and, and put it on and look just like Lucy. <laughs> I kid you not. That's and fantastic. so um, it was crazy. So I, boys have a lot of my money, okay? Right. <laughs> he does. Right. He has a lot of money. He knows it, too, because I go up there and buy right. gold teeth and, and all kinds of stuff and everything, you know. And so, and I acted out. But during the pandemic, I really got into fake TikTok because I could not act, you right. know, um, no, go out and do things because of the pandemic. So right. that's TikTok came out. Right. So for me, it's, it's like my... My uh, energizer, so to speak, you know, sure. where I go and get energized or relax, it's acting. Yeah. And I love to act, you know, watch it, sucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. It's a very entertaining follow. So appreciate you being here. Thank you. And telling your stories. Anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about? No, I, I just uh, appreciate you all having me on. Um, I think you two are fantastic. And Robert, just love you. Uh, Thank you. I love you love and your wife. Too. Y'all are so wonderful. <laughs> I, I tell you what I really appreciate about you and, and you two is that you have a growth mindset. When people don't have a growth mindset, they they, they uh, become stagnated. Right. And you can't grow and, and you, you, you stay in that one mindset and you cannot get out of that mind. There is no box. Right. Society, when you're born, they put you in a box. And that's the reason why as you get older, you figure out, I don't want to do what daddy did. I don't want to do that. They're making me to be, they want me to be that way, but that's not who I am. Because right. you're born to be something. I was born to be who I am. Right. 
But society said you should be this way. So I begin to take on everybody else's stuff. Right. Until one day I realized that doesn't that armor like 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 um like a David said don't fit me. Right. So I I put on my own armor, and now this is who I am. I am that I am. I can't change that. I am what I'm supposed to be at the time that I'm supposed to be it. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Sylvia Chess. Uh, the African Utopia Boutique is at 400. What's the address on West Main? It's 422 West Main. And we also have others by Emmy. That's at 418 West Main. We also have Soul Touchers coming to yeah. town. Sorry about that. Yes, we have <laughs> Soul Touchers coming to town. And they're going to be bringing us some shoes. There Thank goes my God. bank account. And we, right. also have, <laughs> we also have the Psychic on Main. She's yep. there in that building, too. And, of course, we have Jim, right. the coronologist in that building yeah. as, as well. So that that's at capacity at 418. You okay. know? Of course, we have Coleman Dickinson Staley right there. But we're actually going to be moving them to the 440 building and we oh. actually tearing the wall down in African Utopia Boutique and building a bookstore. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yes, we have a bookstore there. So yeah, we're doing great things cool. and uh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, oh. 422 West Main. Awesome. And come and have tea if nothing else. What was that? I um, said come and have tea if nothing else, right? That's right. Absolutely. Tea. And make sure y'all remember out there that we are Team Fairborn. Team. You we cannot are. get around the team. We're in this together. You know, um, I love you, and I know you guys love me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay, thank you for having me yeah, very much. We're going to talk about some other updates briefly. You're welcome to weigh in on these if you have any comments while we're doing it. We'd love to hear what you have to say on some things. Mm-hmm. We'll go over some events that are coming up and uh, see where we go from there. We'll make sure Megan's ready to go. Sorry. <laughs> I am now. <laughs> so... We uh, let's get into some things that we have already happened. So uh, yeah, we yeah. celebrated Juneteenth. We did uh, on the nineteenth of June. <laughs> okay. Um, we won't get into all the everything that went around that, but we had a, <laughs> we're having like flashbacks over it, here. <laughs> it, was, well, yeah. it was the first time that we were we had we recognized that as a holiday here at the city. Um, the, I believe the first year we've done that. So second. That is, so we we were off last year too. We were yes. Has it been three years since it's been designated a holiday? Well, I remember 20, the, 21 was the first year. You guys were off okay, last year. So yeah. off last year. Jeez, see, at the time, I'm, I'm losing time track flies. of time. It's COVID, it's COVID, time. man. So it's second, like a time suck, yeah. mm-hmm. Second year we've had it as a holiday. I'm sure we'll get criticized for not knowing that. It's all good. Um, we also had the Pride event, which was this past week. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, This past good. Friday, it was an event downtown, and then there was also another event at the mm-hmm. uh, Fairborn Phoenix. It both, was really nice. Uh, I thought very well attended. We were there, very well done. Um, and I think that... Uh, really went went well. So kudos to the folks that put that Absolutely. together. I think it turned out yes. well. Uh, I had the opportunity, Megan and I had the opportunity to, to be involved in some training that our police department did mm-hmm. uh, in active shooter training. Yep. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's the reality of where we are today, that mm-hmm. our folks have to train uh, on that. They do it once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick a school building because it's try to pick a building, unfortunately, that's most likely to have that type of an event. Yeah. Uh, so they picked a school building this year. And I just I, I walk away from that every year in awe of our police department and how uh, professional they are and how uh, really put together they I mean that training is not easy um, it's meant to be disorienting it's meant to be you know kind of put them on mm-hmm. their not get them off their feet a bit uh, and our folks do a great job in that training so I just I have to give them a shout out for how impressive it is uh, that we do that the thing that I understand from our folks who do the training. 
uh, is not all departments train that way. Right. So we're, we're pretty unique in that we actually dedicate some time to do that type of training. Uh, but there are departments out there that don't get that at all, Correct. Uh, which is, you know, interesting and a bit frightening. Uh, but our folks, you know, uh, kudos to Chief Roman and his folks for doing that because that is unfortunately becoming more and more common mm-hmm. uh, and being prepared when something like that happens can save lives. So. We have a fantastic police department. I just met the chief this morning. Okay. He came by. Great. And so I met him this morning. We have a fantastic, fantastic police yep. department. And kudos to you guys. I, I agree with you, Sylvia. I think our police are top notch. Um, and again, this training was very impressive. Yeah, and we are. Um, they, were, they were saying that our department is the most trained police department in the area. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's very impressive. So kudos to, to those folks put that train together. Now let's look forward. So this it's you know when this airs, it's going to be June thirtieth, let's say twenty eighth, twenty ninth. We're at, we're at the end of June. Today's the twenty eighth. It'll be out tomorrow. So it'll be the twenty ninth. It'll be yeah twenty ninth. We're at, we're at the end of June. It's that scary. <laughs> uh, which means that the third and fourth of July are right around the corner. Yes. So uh, Monday and Tuesday are the Monday is the block party. Correct. Uh, with events starting at two it's o'clock. Not the block party. I'm sorry. It's not the block party. It's not the block party because it is not downtown. It's the festival at the park. Oh, we'll get some comments for that too. I know. <laughs> it's, the, it's the festival at the park, uh, starting starting at two o'clock. You're ruining. I know. I'm. You're ruining I July Fourth, Rob. Should really do some more research before <laughs> I get on here and start spouting off. You've uh, ruined traditions. We are, we are starting a new tradition at, at July third community park. Correct. Um, and the events will start at two o'clock with some music. Uh, we have, I believe it's six, around six, I've got Little Mr. and Miss Fairborn, which is a really oh. interesting little contest for those yes. those folks. It's great. Yeah, uh, 5.15 is the registration at Shelter One. Okay. So if you have a Little Miss or a Little Mr. that would like to compete in that, it's a really neat event. That, it's for Fairborn uh, children. It's for Fairborn oh, children. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the headliner, I believe, starts at seven-ish. Who's uh, it? It's Hold Escape. On. I'll get it. Um, it is a, Keep, we have a Journey tribute band. Keep talking. Wow. It was playing uh, on July no 3rd. Journey. I believe it's 6.15 to 6.45 is Little Mr. and Miss Fairborn, and then I think 7 o'clock wow. is when Journey plays. If I got that right, it'll be amazing. Just wow. keep talking. So, again, vendors, uh, there'll be food trucks. Uh, it'll be a really nice event out there on the 3rd, and then uh, July 4th at 10 o'clock in the morning is our parade. Hold on. Well, yeah, I still told you to keep talking about oh, July sorry. 3rd. I couldn't fill quick enough. I no, couldn't. you did not at all. Okay, six forty-five to nine forty-five is the journey tribute. This is the journey tribute band. So now, what would be at the the um, the June the third the event there? Do you have vendors and all that stuff and everything there? We do. We have some vendors. We have uh, some food trucks. Uh, we have a stage for music. Um, it's it's really our folks do a really good job of putting that stuff together. Thirteen uh, food trucks. Thirteen food trucks. Wow. I'm not going to count all the vendors. That's okay. There's, there's well, I know the Lions dozens. Club. I'm part of the Lions Club. So, so. we're going to be there giving out flowers and everything. You want to join the Lions Club? Say Lions for me because you know I'm from the South and it sounded funny, didn't it? <laughs> the, the, the Lions, Lions, Lions Club. Club. <laughs> no, you said it right. It's just a Southern draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're fixing to have a party in. <laughs> on I can't, July I can't even 4th. say it how you say it. I know. The Lions. Lions Club. <laughs> the, Lions Club. Lions Club. Lions. That's it, right? Yeah, you said it perfect. Okay, good. I understood it. I, I mean, I understood, I understood what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So there's this, this is going to be totally off tangent. There's this, there's these two brothers I follow. I think they're on like Instagram and uh-huh. they're they're from like, uh, 
I don't even know what country they're from. I think it's, they're, they're from like two African countries. Uh-huh. And they like talk about like how things are said. It's so funny. They're right. like, that's not how it's said. That's well, actually, that's because they have like different accents. I mean, even the English is not British English. Right. Right. That's right. So it, it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was, I see. I told that's you. Okay. This is what happens when I get a concussion. <laughs> so, <laughs> so July 3rd starts at two o'clock. Come to community park. Correct. Uh, wonderful events, vendors, food trucks. Fast forward to Friday to Tuesday, which is July 4th. Yes. That starts at 10 a.m. is when the parade happens. We're doing something a little different, though, if you're available in the morning. As you know, we replaced the flagpole at Main and Central. And at 9, 9.15, we're going to raise the flag uh, over downtown. And we'll have just a very brief a couple comments from the mayor. I believe the deputy mayor will be raising the flag. Uh, we've asked the veterans organizations to be present, the folks that were part of the memorial. And then the Fairborn Civic Band is going to play the national anthem. Uh, then we'll get everybody back into position at 10 o'clock. The parade will start and it's a wonderful parade. Uh, there's, I, I, I don't know the number. There's a lot of entries this year. Fairborn again. have a, have the best parades. I remember one year, oh. was it Veterans Day? It was one of those. By the way, I had the, the Kool-Aid pickles. Oh yeah. And most people yeah. up here didn't know what Kool-Aid, what's a Kool-Aid pickle? <laughs> oh. I said it's a Southern thing. It and, is. And so uh, all of the officers came and got Kool-Aid pickles. And the kids <laughs> was coming out of the parade from the uh, bands and right. stuff and running over there and getting their Kool-Aid pickles and stuff and everything. <laughs> you know? I said, wow, I'm bringing, the, I'm bringing the Mardi Gras here, too. All right. Yeah. So, but Did you go down to the Pickle Fest this past weekend? I did not. No, I didn't. I, no, I did not get to that. But the but, I'm a judge. I can't be at the... Oh, flag raising. You so are a judge for the judge. floats. Yes, yeah, float uh-huh. judging. So, uh, but 10 o'clock is the parade. Yes. Uh, and then in the afternoon, again, we will have uh, entertainment at Community Park with, again, food trucks, vendors. Um, Same food trucks. And music. Uh, that music starts at... 2.30. 2.30. And it's a country music theme this time. So we've got <sighs> country music... Uh, on July 4th. Sylvia is the only fan. We've not, so we've not done country music is the reason that we're doing this. So we're trying to be diverse in the music offerings that we provide. We have to. Uh, So we've done, so, so far we did, we started with St. Patrick's Day, which is rock and roll. Uh, We did Wolfstock, which is reggae. Yeah. We'll then have July 3rd, which is 80s, 70s and 80s. Uh, July 4th is country. Yeah. We then have Bluegrass on August 4th, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And then we'll do Hairborn. In September, which is 80s, 80s rock. rock. Uh, and then we're doing a, something new this year, which we've never done, which is the f- uh, Friday the 13th in October. We're having 90s grunge. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm excited about that. So that's that going to be really cool. Yeah. That's okay. gonna be really <laughs> I'm a 90s kid. Are you a 90s baby? Oh. Yeah. So me yeah. too. That's my I mean, I'm genre. an 80s baby, but like my high school, like, you know, middle school to junior high, high school is all in the nineties. So I, I love all genres. I just love yeah. all genres of music. I mean, I love Bach, Beethoven. Yeah. I, I don't love, think I love all that music. Mm-hmm. I do. I love yeah. every bit of, I have an appreciation for music period, except for acid rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That kind of, I can't do some of the rap, you know, right. Uh, right. but I can do a Tupac. Oh yeah. That, I mean, some like, of the rap I think is very melodic and very good. Like some of it, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not an expert in it, but I think nine. So then this is my theory, like nineties music altogether does not get the credit it deserves. That's my right. opinion because, because it's like, yeah, people like me that was the sixties and seventies and eighties person. Right. Like it just, right. it completely gets overshadowed by like the eighties, especially. Cause I mean, it's just eighties has all kinds of, 
And then you've got the 60s and 70s. And then you've got like the weirdness of like the 2000s and on. That's right. because the, the 90s starts sampling all the music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They I did. know, but like, it's, sure but it's got, <laughs> it sure did. Did. <laughs> but it's got its own flavor. Like, yes, yeah, somebody theirs and somebody else's. I know, right. but like, but they put their own, <laughs> no, 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 they put their own spin on it. It's like the 90s spin, and it's just, it's amazing. It's the 90s. They wouldn't have the spin without the, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, 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 no. The first argument on. I know, it doesn't matter. It's, no, it doesn't, it. it doesn't matter. It's it's the '90s, but as a '90s kid, we didn't hear the OGs from the '60s and '70s. So right. it's like ours. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it. <laughs> We're taking it okay. away from. You won this one. Okay, this time. <laughs> give me give me the benefit of the doubt. Um, well, you know, it's like. Uh, under pressure being used by I know you know the <laughs> and vanilla well ice vanilla. ice baby right yeah vanilla ice right. yeah I mean I so, yeah. I can't give him that one I mean he's got a right. that that to, he doesn't get that argument and then you have the music that today's music is like confusing right yeah, it's, it's I can't confused. everybody yeah, I sounds just alike that's right it's like there's I no I can't do this that's right like yeah. my this son is will, painful my son will play yeah. me a song and I'm uh, like I I got nothing man <laughs> like. Right. He he plays me even like a rap song, and I'm like, what are they saying? He's like, well, right. it's called mumble rap, and I'm like, it's called mumble rap. Mumble? That's I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that either. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what it's literally wow. called. He's like, it's mumble rap, and I'm like, wow, why is that even a thing? Uh, right. Okay. That's, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we'll do a music podcast at some point. That'd be kind of fun. We'll sample okay. some songs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we should. That would be fun. We could do a music episode. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Wheels yeah. are turning here. We're all right yeah, down some proud notes. Mary, Tina Turner. Oh, see, right. now I'm okay yeah, with shout that. Shout out Tina Turner. Yeah. I I'm okay with Tina. Stevie Wonder. I mean. I Tina. Oh, man. Very superstitious. Yeah. Superstitious. Riding yeah. on the wall. Gary, you both sing your song. We're going to play some, we're gonna pay some royalties. You keep doing that. <laughs> Ass <laughs> cap's going to be all I'm over like, us. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Prince. Yeah. Man. Man, what a guitar player, though. He was oh, he was phenomenal. Man, he should have been so. over there at that Rose, though, with Santana yeah, last pretty, night. He's oh, he's good. my guitar. Right? That guy on that bass. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was just, it was just a whole lot great, great time. What else we got coming up, Megan? Is that it? That's all I could come up with. That's fine. That's enough. We're my we're brain, an hour into this. My brain really hurt today. <laughs> yeah, we're an hour into this. So, Sylvia, thanks for being here. Thank you. Pleasure as always talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, go visit the African Utopia Boutique. Uh, I am an owner of a Grand Babu, which is a beautiful African uh, formal ceremonial, yeah, formal uh, ceremonial outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's wonderful. I mean, it really is. And when I was I came to the fashion show. And I'll, this isn't about me, but I came to the fashion show wearing it <laughs> and was a little self-conscious about it, right? Because, you know, there's, who's this fat white guy wearing a grand babu, right? <laughs> and I will say, and for as much as I was nervous, I will say the I was uh, treated, I was accepted very well. Like mm-hmm. nobody, I, there, a couple of people I think at first gave me a look like, <laughs> what's that guy doing here? But once I understood, it, it was very... Welcome when I tell you, okay. you wore that well. We should have so, let you model because you look that. so good in that grand boo boo. It was. And what did you call it at first? What was the I first? called it a grand boo boo. <laughs> I know. I called it a dashiki. Dashiki. Because that's the only word I knew. I, and I told, I told Councilman uh, uh, Allen, I said, can you please tell him that that is not a dashiki? So, so can I ask one question now that you bring that up? Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying not to end this on a, a 
serious note because we're having fun. So at what point does that become cultural appropriation? And that's for another topic. Okay. <laughs> but I will say this. I, we are going to be I having mean, a topic. I, I, will say like, this, I yes. asked that question before we went through this because I wanted to make sure that it didn't look like I was in any way making fun of what was right. going on. That's what, that's the key yeah. right there. That's the key. Yeah. Okay. And so it was, it, but yeah, I, I asked that question multiple times uh, before, before we did that. Cause I didn't want to make it look like I was in any way making light of what was going on. You'd be surprised how many, uh, well, let me just give an example of a young man who came to the shop and um, he did is one of the young men who can drink t- tea with me, Teresa yeah. Kander, you know, Teresa oh, Kander, yeah. yep. her, her grandson. Yeah. He was in I the just, show. Michael. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> oh, I love him. And so um, someone had told him that, and I don't sure my mom's telling you this, uh, that he had a, a shirt on, a, a sweatshirt on, and he had an African, the continent on yeah. his shirt. And someone said, why are you wearing that? You're not black. You're not from Africa. And he said, well, there are white people in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. one of the best answers right. I think a person can give right. is that, you know, right. you know, so we, if we get out of this mentality, that can't nobody because do do we ask the question when we wear European clothes? Is it cultural appropriation? Right, mm. right. We do not. Do we ask the question when we wear clothes from Mexico? Is it cultural appropriation? Right. No. Okay. It's the respect we're talking about. Right. For the culture. That's right. right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fair. I just you know I again it was more of a how do you not disrespect. That's right. Yeah. And I want to be hyper aware of that, right? Because right. I didn't want to make it look like, you know, I didn't, that, that I was in any way. Yeah, yeah, that I was not, didn't but appreciate But you were celebrating, and you right. came yeah. to that show to celebrate. Right. And we were celebrating cultural yep. diversity. We were celebrating different types of people. We were celebrating, because you know who was in that fashion show? Who was in that fashion show? All types of people. It was. Yeah, Absolutely. It wasn't the Young, skinny. old, black, white. It didn't matter. Yeah. yeah, everybody was there. Yep. And it was great because yeah. we were celebrating life. Right. Because there have been so many times that I have seen like clothing of all cultures. And I'm like, man, I would love to wear that. And then I'm like, am I, am I, allowed, am I allowed to wear that? Like, Well, they come to my shop all the time. Uh, and- uh, white people come to my shop all the time and buy stuff. So, so that's... Ask Teresa. She has a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. And, and the great thing about the boutique and, and the African clothing is it's very colorful and it's very, yeah. it's very bright and it's very, it's just, it's different. We don't get a lot of color, right? And, and what we wear a lot of times. Actually, so I'm incorporating really nice. um, pieces from all around the world. Great. So I do it even, I got a, 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 something coming in this week. I have linen coming in. Oh, wow. And so um, pieces coming in and it's more of a European look. Yep. So I do have stuff from Mexico. I got imported from Mexico that came in. Great. Um, because I know that we have a pocket here of a lot of Hispanic people coming in. Yep. And um, so I want to be able to address that piece. I know that my little boutique can't handle all of it. Right. But I can put a little pieces that here and there so that if they do come in, they can see something that look like them. Right. And uh, this is the melted pot that we live in here in Fairborn. Absolutely. I think and it's beautiful. And like I said, again, I love Fairborn. Thank you all so much for having me. Thanks I really for being Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for letting, us, letting me ask questions. Like, <laughs> it's, that's how you learn. Yeah, that's, right? That's how you learn. Yeah, and so, so much thanks. more to unpack with Sylvia, and it's hard to do it in one <laughs> setting. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, so I tell people I, I'm, I am what I am at the time I'm supposed to be at. 
I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Okay. Megan, oh. good to see you. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll see you around town. Yeah. We didn't set this up ahead of time. Normally we'll do an Easter egg on the end of our podcast. So if you ever listen to our podcast, when the music ends, there's usually something that we say afterwards because <laughs> most people just shut it off. They hear the, the music come up. We say, see around town. People click it off. Although we gave it away last time. We did give it away last time. We'll see how many people listen to the podcast. That's true. Right? That's true. Uh, and so we'll do what's called an Easter egg. So in the past we've done giveaways where we've, you know, if you, you know, send an email with this word on it, you know, you come in and. Well, that's good. Something. I like that. Um, I don't know that we have anything set up this time. Just more of we know, don't. We just more of a conversation. So we, yeah, we've <laughs> we've had a lot going on this week. It's been a, a hellacious week. I probably shouldn't say that on it's podcast. Okay. It's been this been is a, the Easter egg. It's been there. a very been a very full week so far. So uh, no Easter egg, but please come to African Utopia Boutique Again. and come see Sylvia and uh, just come enjoy what's going on downtown. Yeah, we've got a lot yeah. of stuff going on. So <laughs> it, and you know, come to the four hundred block. Go across the street, go down the street, uh, go see My Mother's Memories, go see Cherish at the... Go see everybody. Go and see everybody. Everybody down there is important. Go see the people who have the cards, who have the memorabilia stuff, who have this, who have that. Go go see everybody. Go see Crystal at the coin shop. Start at one end and make your way down... One side, come down the other. East side to the yes, west side. Yes, don't right. hold back. Go go and see. And not only that, find out what other small businesses are outside of downtown and go visit them. Right. You know, look. We have everything that everybody else have. We have it. Right. Oh, Chipotle is open. Chipotle is open. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> That's <laughs> your Easter egg. <laughs> right. Go to La Base. Right. La, ba- La Base La is Bada. really good. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Sylvia. Yeah. Thanks. See ya.